Ladies and gentlemen, the Brit Pack is back and we are here with the United Nations once again. Gorgeous George and Ghost from MMA Junkie Radio. Mr. Richard Hunter from Phone Booth Fighting joining the crew. We are four strong and it's draft day here on the Brit Pack because it's draft day stateside, the NFL draft. We are literally hours away from the first first overall selection uh, being picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we're not going to talk about the NFL on here. We're going to talk about MMA. And so what we thought we'd do to just keep in with the, the theme of the, the NFL draft is to do an MMA draft. So I hastily threw together some rules, sent them across to uh, to goes during the week, and we are good to go. So let's explain how this is going to work. We are going to build, all four of us, our own roster of 11 fighters. We're going to have 11 fighters, one per weight class, from the women's 125-pound division all the way through to the men's heavyweight division. The one weight class we're going to leave out, because it barely exists, is the women's featherweight division. So the rules are very simple. We're going to have a snake draft format. We have conducted the draw for that before we went live. The order will be, as you see on the screen, me, George, Richard, then goes. Next round will reverse. Goes, Richard, George, then myself, and so on through the draft. The rules, hopefully, are pretty simple to follow. You can only pick one fighter per weight class. Once that fighter's picked, they're off the board. No one else can have them. You can only pick one current champion, and you must, on your finished roster, have at least one fighter from each of the UFC, Bellator, and PFL. We have a scoring system in place as well. So once we've got these rosters, I'm going to actually score uh, these, these rosters as we go through the season. When we get to the end of the calendar year, we'll see whose roster did best. And we'll do that using the same scoring system that we use for the Brit Pack power rankings. And uh, you'll be able to see those on the website. But lads, let's get this thing underway. First off, we've got a lot of picks to get through. We have 11 slots on our respective rosters to fill. We do not have a clock per se, but we're going to keep it nice and tight. Um, I'm sure we'll discuss some of the picks as we go. Through no fixing whatsoever, I've got the first pick. So I'm going to get this thing off and running with a, a pick that will, might come a bit out of left field. I'm going the men's featherweight division with my first pick from the PFL, a man who is competing later tonight, and he's from my neck of the woods. Brendan Lochnane is my first pick. Thinking behind that, he's going to get plenty of fights in this year. He's part of the PFL season. He got to the semifinals last year, beaten by the eventual winner by split decision. That guy, Movlid Kaibalaev, is no longer in the lineup. Brendan Lochname, for me, is the favorite to win the featherweight tournament in the PFL. If he does, he's going to run the table. I'm going to get a boatload of points. And he also gives me my tick in the PFL box. So he's my number one pick. I like it. I like it. You know, he's All recovering right. from uh, a little bit of a hand thing, right? Those, those hands are brittle. You never know, Simon. He can sub people. He's good. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> well, our, our line of thinking is very similar. Um, and, boy, if, if Kayla was around, is, how's that? how wouldn't she be the number one, right, out of everyone, if we had that thing going on with, with the weight classes? I'm going to go with... Chris Wade, same uh, weight class. He made it to the finals last year, and he's you know he's fought all over the world, UFC and now PFL. 
has Hong Toff, only Molid got in his way. He's a wrestler, so he's built for this. So he's got, you know, a, a good mindset. I think he's hungry. Coming up short makes you hungry. If you recall, Ray, Ray Cooper came up short his first season. Now he's back-to-back champ. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Chris Wade. This is funny. First two picks, you'd expect some blockbuster names off the board. And we've got, uh, mm. I've gone sort of home field with Brendan Lockname. And you've gone Chris Wade, who a lot of people might not be able to pick out of a lineup with all fairness to him. He's not the he's not the biggest name in the sport, but he's an incredibly talented fighter. He's one of the top contenders as well. Richard, who you got? All right. <clears throat> I am going to... Um... I'm going to get my uh... – all right. I'm going to get my one pick out of the way, one meaning one FC. And I oh, am oh. going – Is one FC one of them? One FC is not on the list, Richard. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't have to do that one. All I yeah, have to do you, is PFL and Bellator? Just the U.S.-based ones. UFC, Bellator, PFL. Oh, fantastic. Good, because I had already uh, preemptively eliminated a lot of people just because I couldn't pronounce their names over there. That's fantastic (laughs) news. Okay, Uh, I will go ahead and get my champion's pick out of the way. I'm going to take from the uh, UFC welterweight division, Kamaro Usman. Um. That's probably an obvious one, but uh, I just feel like uh, you know he's he's due for a fight. We're lucky. We oh, is this is this until December thirty first, or is it a year from today? We'll do it the calendar year. We'll do it for the calendar year, and then maybe if we if we keep this thing going, we'll maybe do one at the start of the next calendar okay. year. December thirty first. Great. Okay. Yeah. So because yeah. uh, I, I you know I, I we're I think we're going to get one fight, but maybe two fights out of him, uh, probably on some of those. Uh, big shows and obviously he's the favorite going into pretty much any fight he's going to be a part of so Kamaro Usman is my pick cool Richard you reckon he'll get some points if he submits Canelo Alvarez (laughs) ah good question now wait a second what happens if he uh drifts over into boxing and knocks somebody out well yeah I know but but uh Yeah, yeah. Does anything happen with that, or do we just act like it didn't happen? I don't know. I think this is yeah. MMA only, right? This is just just MMA competition within the. Uh, okay, very good. Within these three promotions, if th- that that's something that's unlikely to happen, but we'll throw it in anyway. If any of these fighters change promotions during the course of this, but mm. they're still within the three promotions that we're dealing with, they carry on as per as as per normal. If they transfer okay. out of the promote, so. If if they do a Ben Rothwell and, and bugger off the BKFC, they're not scoring for the rest of the year, right? So um, as long as they're competing for B- uh, Bellator, UFC, PFL, they can get you some points. Boy, that would have made this draft sad if we started incorporating <laughs> BKFC. BKFC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go All on, right. guys. All right. My first pick, I'm going to kind of go along – and I'm actually shocked that you guys didn't do this. But I'm doing PFL. I'm going with Ray Cooper as my first. I mean, he's proven that he can make it to the end. He's a millionaire times two. So he's going to be my number one pick. And, uh, oh, Richard, that's confusing. Not, not to confuse you, Ray Cooper the third. 
after sleeping in silk sheets, you know, I don't know. Millionaires get lazy, all the same. Okay. Um, and so Ray Cooper, the third, is my first pick. And then Jamal Hill, light heavyweight. He's an active guy. He's got heavy hands. He gets things done early. So I'm going to go with him as my second pick. That's one name off my board. Thank you, guys. Mm. I had him quite high up at 205 as well. Next up is Richard Hunter. Richard. Okay. So, and I just do, I'm just doing one pick, right? Because of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's, it's going one through four, four through one, one through four. That's, that's the, the snake effect. Right. Okay. And I've already done my champion, so I can't have any champions. You can't get anyone from LFA either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've already got my, uh, my champion out of the way. All right, then. Um, I am going to go, uh, by the way, quick side note, I'm just looking at the rankings. Does anybody know why on the UFC's page, for some reason, Glover Teixeira's ranking seems to be sponsored by Battle Motors? There's like one logo on the whole page, and he's got one next to his. Weird. I have not seen this. I'm going to pull it up while I'm uh, yeah. while you're talking. Yeah. Da, 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 da. All right. Um, I am going to take... Uh, I am going to take in the heavyweight division. Um, I'm going to take Stepe Miosic. Stepe Miosic from the UFC heavyweight division. Goat, the heavyweight goat. Yes, I feel like we're going to see him uh, do something at least once this year. That, Whether it's uh, John Jones or something yeah. else. So by picking him, I suppose that means you're backing him to beat John Jones. Yeah. As a heavyweight, I think I might. What do you reckon, George? Um... And by the way, to as far as picking him to beat John Jones, I don't know if we see John Jones fight. I'm not convinced that John Jones is actually going to do anything other than tweet, but I'm just thinking that Stipe Miosic fights somebody and he beats that person. I'm going to take Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't. Wow. That's your champion off the board then? Yes. Right. He's got a fight on the books. He's only had one major injury, came back from it well. She wins title fights. She kind of fights fairly frequently. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Right. I'm going to go down a similar tack with this. My second pick, women's bantamweight division, UFC, Amanda Nunes. I think Amanda Nunes is going to win a title back this year, probably towards mm -hmm. the back end of this year. So that should be a nice little points haul for me. So that is my... That is my second pick. And also, she's not a champion, right? Not a champion in... Ah, this is where it gets tricky. She is a champion. She's a featherweight champion, but I'm picking her as a bantamweight. Uh, it shouldn't no, against, right? so that shouldn't yeah, count as a champion, right? I hadn't right, considered that. I, I wasn't viewing her as a champion because I'm not picking her as a champion. So so I can still pick a champion elsewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My next pick, which is... Let's have a little look-see. I've got a big list here. 
Right, I'm going to the men's light heavyweight division in the UFC for my third pick. And I'm going to go for a guy who is not quite at the championship level yet, but I think he will be by the end of the year. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going for the lightweight division of the UFC and a guy who is absolutely at the championship level. I'm going for Islam Makachev. Mm. He's my he's my third pick. That's not he could well be holding championship gold by the end of 2022 if, uh, if the cards fall his way. Although Russian athletes are kind of having trouble with travel, so... He's all right. He's all right. Hopefully he's got a, a villa, you know, in another country or something. <laughs> I think I think right. be okay. So now I've already taken my champion. And I got 125 and 145 filled. So give me... Give me Zhang Wei Li. She's my straw weight. Yeah. All right. Solid pick. Richard, I think you're up next. All right. I am going to knock out my... um... Oh, Zhang Wei Li. That was a good one. Hey, Richard, one second. Yeah. Goes has a good question. Does Cooper count as a champ since they go season to season? He's a defending did, champ, did he, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's, I mean, he won a – I thought it was more like a tournament champ, so I didn't know if it counted. I'm okay if it does, but – I it would say because there are he, no He won't be defending his title. He won't go five round fights, so that means you won't get those title – you know he's not he's not defending his title, so you won't get title defenses if he wins along the way, hmm. right? Right, Simon? I, I think you would. That's know how best. I would view it. Yeah, yeah. In okay. that respect, picking a PFL champion, unless we decide that they're not that we're not counting them as champions because they're not able to to defend in the same way. I think we should this, not count them as champions. This is where the obvious uh, hole in this whole uh, system starts to expose itself. Yeah, let's do that then. So. PFL champs, we don't count as champions because they can't defend their belt, right? So, so it's all right. It's goes... only season one. We're plugging holes. Look <laughs> at the UFC. They're like 29 years, and, and they got illegal fouls that count as wind in back-to-back weekends, so they've yet to plug all their holes. So we're, we're, all, we're already way ahead of them. We're good. We're good. So, yeah, so Ray Cooper, although he's in theory defending his 2021 crown, is not a defending champion when he gets in a cage. He's not fighting for a title when he gets in a cage. So, right. yeah, he's he's uh, he's not a champion for this. So it's basically a UFC champion or a Bellator champion we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Round three, third selection is Mr. R. Hunter. Oh, okay. Uh, I am going to uh, go ahead and get my... Uh, I guess I'll get my men's featherweight off the board. I'm going kind of low in the rankings here, but I'm basing this on momentum, uh, an undefeated record, and the fact that I think the UFC is going to try to get more out of this guy, at least a couple of fights, because there's momentum behind him. I'm going to select Bryce Mitchell. Ooh, I had him on there too. I just think that um, 
you know, because I guess a little bit of this strategy is frequency. Yeah, and- hell of a fighter at 145 pounds, though. And I like the I like the thinking because if you're right at the very top, there isn't much ceiling. There isn't much room for you to sort of build momentum and add wins to your record, right? Yeah. You could that, challenge that, for the belt, yeah. but he's got yeah. a little bit of a little bit of room, headspace above him. Um, he can build a few more wins, rack up a few. A few victories and maybe even challenge for a belt at some point. So, well, yeah, if you I, think I, about I like it that. too, if you think about it too, like if you're a champion, you're only going to be fighting in a main event. You know, if you're not, you could be placed anywhere on a card. So, I guess mathematically, the odds of you fighting more than once is uh, dramatically increased. So, welcome to the team, Bryce. You and I are going to have some interesting conversations. Now, that said, would you take Sam Alvey? He fights frequently and he's not on the main card. Yeah, I mean, I don't would? know if at this point I might have taken him like a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So goes you go back to back. All right. Well, all of you took a featherweight, so I don't have to deal with that. So like you're gonna steal any of mine, so I don't want to waste the pick. But I was gonna go there. So I'm gonna go men's heavyweight, and I'm gonna go with the Black Beast. There's Derek Lewis. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my first one. And then next, I am going to go to men's lightweight. And I'm going to take a chance on Justin Gaethje, possibly winning a title. And he likes to fight, likes to make money. So that'll be my lightweight. That's a, that's a, sol- that's a solid pair of crowd pleasers. If you had the, if points were being dished out for, uh, for fan response, you'd be, you'd be doing pretty well with those two. The Black Beast and, and Justin Gaethje. Richard, you're back on the clock again. All right. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, I don't have a men's lightweight yet, right? I don't. No. I don't no. believe I do. Okay. Uh, I am going to take... Uh, my men's lightweight pick is going to be Michael Chandler. I'm going to take Michael Chandler because uh, he's he's got a fight coming up in a couple of weeks. I kind of like that with Simon's strategy right out of the gate, going ahead and picking somebody who's fighting in like an hour, because uh, that way you can go ahead and uh, get on the get on the clock there. That was smart. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to take Michael Chandler. Combined uh, with the fact that he fought three times in 2021. Um, so, you know, hopefully we get at least two, if not maybe squeeze in a third fight from him uh, this year. And uh, always, uh, you know, a live pick, Michael Chandler, even if he's an underdog, um, never a prohibitive underdog, I think. So I'll have Michael Chandler. He was okay. on my board if I couldn't get his lamb, to be honest with you. So I think I think that's a solid pick. He'll be active for you, that's for sure. Yeah. Gorge, what do you reckon? Gorge? You Gorgeous guys, George. You guys have all taken lightweights, so I can hang back and relax a little bit. Um, let me see here. Where are you guys chomping at the bit at? I'm going to go with my men's flyweight, Brandon Marino. Okay. I'm going to give you the chance to retract this, given that I saw him walking around the host hotel uh, at UFC London wearing an Arsenal shirt 
I just thought I'd give you that piece of information. I know you're a Manchester United fan, George. He was walking around proudly, proudly wearing the red and white of the Gunners. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't want you to sort of go against your your United leaning tendencies. So I just thought I'd, I'd give you a little bit of supplementary info if you needed it. Well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I imagine somebody doused his Man United shirt with a bunch of beer. And being that he was in London, he said, now nah, what? I'm drenched. And somebody goes, here, here, here. Just wear this. And that's that's how that came about. <laughs> Brandon Moreno. Short, and he's in for about his 34th shot at the title, right? It's just, it's just him and uh, him and Davidson Figueredo just seem to be the men's flyweight division right now. They're treating that division like if it was the women's featherweight, like they have no other options. Thing is, there are. There's some really good options. They're just rising to the top. You know, it's... Right. Uh, Kai, Kai Kara France is, is right there. And uh, I've got a couple of names I'll throw you away when it comes to putting a flyweight in, uh, in, in in my roster a little bit later on. But I'm going to go... I've got back-to-back picks here, haven't I? So with my fourth selection, I'm going to go to the men's light heavyweight division, which I nearly did last time. Um, and I'm going to take a slight risk again uh, by picking another Russian fighter, given the potential travel issues. Magomed Ankalaev is possibly one of the best fighters in the UFC who hasn't fought for a title yet. I think the man is absolute mustard. He's superb. The only time the only time I've seen him lose is possibly the only time he has lost. Happened literally feet from where I was sitting um, in London when Paul Craig, who had been getting his backside handed to him by Ankalaev for two rounds and four minutes and 50 seconds of that fight and then he ended up getting subbed with a with a triangle choke and tapped with one second left on the clock that's his only career defeat he is a monster at 205 and he's my light heavyweight Magomed Ankalaev and I need to follow that up with another pick and I've got a few different directions I could take this in but I'm just I'm not going to mess around I'm going to get my heavyweight on the board and again this is the Brit pack I am repping the UK. Come on down, Tom Aspinall, another guy with an incredibly high ceiling, a guy who I think in two or three fights' time is going to be fighting for the UFC heavyweight title, the undisputed version, not the interim version. And uh, I would not be at all surprised if he is the headline fight of the UFC's recently announced, just today, return to London. They're coming back to London July 23rd. I think we might see him and Curtis Blades in the main event, uh, but we shall see. We shall see. But Tom Aspinall, he's my heavyweight. He's my fifth pick. And uh, yeah, another Brit on the board for me. So I'm happy with that. So back to like you, George. The MMA Awards nomination meeting we're having here. Let's include someone from the UK in every category. Okay, so uh, just to catch up here, Simon, you haven't elected a champion yet, right? And neither no. have... And, and Richard has, and neither has. You go, don't have right? to, by the way. You don't have to have a champion. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. you'd be slightly mad not to, given that they can earn you extra points, or you know, mm-hmm. they, they're guaranteed to give you the chance to earn extra points. But if you really don't want one or don't need one, then go for it. Okay. So. I'm going to pick the following person. He goes by the name of... Do you guys want to guess, or should I just say it? Give us the weight class, and I'll tell you who you're picking. 
135. Oh. You're picking Raytheon starts from Bellator, aren't you? <laughs> well, he's an interim champion. That's the problem, right? You can only mm -hmm. have one champion. Oh, you've got a champion. You've got a champion, so you can't have him. Yeah. No, I, I thought of him, honestly, but um, I believe he kind of had the mix. So I'm going to go with... Um, damn it. I'm going to go with uh, Dillashaw. Really? Yeah. Man, I was going to go with him too, but my team doctor just text me and said, hey, man, there's a lot of risk here. I don't know if you want to do that. He said the sharp said stay away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got your own staff. <laughs> I'm personal doctors. You, you, have to, you have to admire a man who can get popped for EPO, take a ban on the chin the way he did, and then launch a juice bar called Clean Juice. You've, yeah. you, you, you've got to tip the hat. I mean, bravado is 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 sort of right there, sort of nine out of ten. But um, yeah, before he got pop for EPO, he was pound for pound top three or four in the world. It's it's really sort of tainted his tainted his legacy in my eyes, at least. So it'd be interesting to see how he does. Um, looks like he's got Aljo next, doesn't it? So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Okay, next up is Richard. All right. Still need to get my PF, my, uh, um, I still need to get my, uh, PFL pick out of the way. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, you know what? I, again, I'm just sort of playing into this thought process of, who has fight schedule? Cause you know, if somebody doesn't have a fight scheduled, who knows if they're fighting all year? I mean, you just don't know. I wish I had a little better insight on what everybody's current contract status and all that sort of thing is, uh, other than just off the top of my head, but I'm also just kind of looking ahead as to what's coming up sooner rather than later. Uh, wait a second. That ain't going to work. Cause I've already got a welterweight. Damn it. If you're picking okay. a PFL guy, Richard, if you're picking a PFL guy and they're involved in the upcoming season, you know they're going to fight at least twice. Yeah, that's what I was they thinking. Got, I was about, yep. You got the two regular about, season games and uh, games fights, and then obviously they progress to the semis in the final if 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 they, if they get that far. Yep, good thinking. I just was about to take a welterweight, and then I realized that uh, I already had one. All right, so let's go over. Let's let's dispense with that for a second. I'll come back to that. Let's head over to uh, the ladies. Um, oh, pound for pound. Okay. Um, I am going to take in the, uh, you know what? In the women's strawweight division, I'm going to take Mackenzie Dern. Damn it. That was literally oh, going to be my next pick. Not, yeah, not I'm going to take Mackenzie Dern. Because, uh, and this is going to fall in line with my uh, my Bryce Mitchell type thinking, even though she's ranked higher than Bryce is. You know, somebody that the UFC has a lot of momentum behind, is on a hot streak, 
uh, is, uh, I guess, on their rankings, number four with a bullet. Uh, 2022 should be a big year for Mackenzie Dern, and uh, not the least of which is because of the fact that she's now a member of uh, my team's roster. So congratulations, Mackenzie. All right. Oh, I mind putting her career on hold to get pregnant as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to get my champion out of the way. And I don't like what's going on in the UFC middleweight division. It just seems like there's everything's clogged down, different scenarios, screw guys. I don't want people to sit on the shelf. So I'm going to go with Bellator's champ, Gegard Mousasi. That'll be my next pick. Not happy with that at all. Um, and then after that, I just don't want to get left out, man, in the UFC's flyweight division. So I'm going to go with Kai Kara France. I have a feeling he's going to be a little bit active here towards the end of the, end of the year. So those are my two picks. I am internally raving that you've picked Gegard. He was my <laughs> he was he was my he was my next pick. He was my he was my champion pick and you've 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 gone and ruined it for me. Richard Richard, you're back on the clock, my man. Oh my goodness, it's back to me. Okay. Um I think now uh let's see. Mm-hmm. Um I have not done a uh, middleweight yet. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to take a quick look here. Uh, my middleweight pick is going to be, I uh, would like to uh, welcome over to uh, the team. Uh, I'm going to take Sean Strickland. He did just he did just fight back in February, but uh, that's a win. Uh, and uh, you know, again, kind of in line with my thinking, just somebody that I think we're gonna continue to uh, see upward momentum uh, for at the moment. I think somebody who's gonna be put into uh, like a strong feature. Or, co-main event type situation here in uh 2022 can i ask a question yeah about the dynamic of your team certainly when sean strickland and bryce mitchell are kind of whispering and they go yeah (laughs) are you not going to be freaking the fuck out in that locker room going what are you guys talking about what's going on over there i will have to get right in the middle of that and that might be my achilles heel is i may uh neuter them with my logic and then they come out just all, you know, gassed, uh, uh, you know, intellectually gassed. If, if that, I don't, I don't even know if that's possible to be intellectually gassed before a fight. And I don't know what would happen if you were. Unfortunately, for better or for worse, I think uh, we may uh, find out this year if you can. I, it's probably better for me not to travel to the events. I may like basically do the anti-Dana approach and just stay away until after can you be do they test for that intellectually gas do they test that on uh, usada is that is, is no that, is because that, believe me if believe me if they did simon my roster would be uh would have a whole different look to it 
Right. GG. Sixth selection. Who you got? Mm. Gets trickier now, doesn't it? Yeah. You've still got to pick I'm a Bellator, go... by the way. You haven't got one yet. Oh. You are right, Simon. And you know what? So let me do maybe a possible quick pivot here. Uh, I'll just quickly update while you're while you're looking, George. Uh, Goes has already filled his quota of promotional athletes. He's got one each from UFC, Bellator, and PFL, and he's got his champion. Richard's got a champion, but he still needs a Bellator fighter and a PFL fighter. In what his... does Goes have? Goes already has a PFL and a and a. Oh, Goes is done. Goes Goes is goody two shoes. He's already finished everything. He's done his homework okay, early. Okay, okay. Um, I still need a Bellator fighter, and I still need. Uh, yes, I do, and uh, I still need a champion as well. Okay. And then we also on the, the just to clarify on that PFL thing, we said basically there for our purposes there are no champions in PFL, right? Correct. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the only way that they're ever gonna fight for or f- compete in a title fight is if they get to the season final. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Who's up? I'm sorry. I'm George. A- George. Okay. Yeah. Um, George, we aren't, we, we, we can't trade picks, by the way, George. So, you know, we can't, no point getting I'm on the phone go- and offering him two late round picks. No, I'm going to go with my welterweight pick of MVP. Ooh. Really? It's a solid, solid pick, my friend. Competing in London Friday, May 13th. He's going to fight for the interim Bellator Welterweight title against Logan Storley. Was going to be for the full title against Yaroslav Amosov. Obviously, Amosov back home uh, in Ukraine um, defending his country. Um I don't know. Did, did you guys see that that little video that he he put on the social of him uh, unburying his championship belt and it's all wrapped in mm. all wrapped in blankets and stuff and he pulled it out of this house that was not looking too not looking too good. Um, he's got his Bellator he's got his Bellator championship belt out there with him. So, but yeah, so he's he's unavailable, um, and they've drafted him. Uh, Bellator drafted in Logan Storley, who's the next man in line, I guess, given. Given recent events, so the MVP versus Logan Storley, Wembley Arena, May thirteenth. I will be there, cage side for that one. And that is a that is a good pick. He's never lost in London, MVP. Right, I've got some needs to address. Draft style. I'm going for the men's bantamweight division. I kind of tipped my hand a little bit earlier on. Thankfully, uh, it didn't do me any damage. Raytheon Stotts, come on down. You are my designated champion. Even though you are an interim champion right now, you will be the full champion as soon as you get your hands on your teammate, Sergio Pettis. He's going to win the Grand Prix tournament. He's got a nice schedule of fights coming up. He's the best 135-pounder outside of the UFC. And if he was in the UFC, he'd be right up there with the best of them as well. So he's my number six pick. He ticks my Bellator box. He ticks my champion box. So I now have fulfilled all my all my criteria 
And then the next pick gets a little bit tricky. So I need to have a bit of a look at my my idiot's guide list that I've put here. Right, okay. I'm going to go women's strawweight division. I'm going to take a little bit of a punt on someone who we haven't seen in a while. Uh, but someone who, when she's on her game, is the very best women's strawweight on the planet. Joanna Champion. Joanna and Jacek is my pick for the women's strawweight division. Uh, I don't know how many times she'll fight. Hopefully, she'll come back and be active. So that's why it's a gamble. But that is my seventh round pick, Joanna and Jacek. And then okay, back okay. to you, George. And just to be clear, I've ticked my boxes. I got my champion, my PFL, and my Bellator. Uh, you, yes, you do now. Yeah, you got Bellator now. So okay. yeah. So now give me. Um, hasn't fought in a while. Highly ranked. Up there in age. That's the scary part. But I think she may want to pick up speed a little bit here, uh, to catch up. Holly Holm. Really? Yeah. Always in big fights. Always in big fights. Only ever one, one or two wins away from a title fight as well. It's just yeah. she's got that name value. Like of all the of all the fighters who are sort of on the on sort of the cusp of being a championship contender, she's the one that. Has traditionally sort of moved the needle more than the others. She's always she's she always seems to generate interest. So and and she's world class. So good pick, Richard. You need a Bellator fighter and a PFL fighter. Yeah, but you can have you know you can have whoever you like. But yeah, yeah. I was thinking I might go ahead and get one of my other. Uh... Oh yeah, Holly Holmes fighting May twenty first, so that's coming up on the horizon. Uh before I take care of any of those other picks uh, outside of the UFC, I'm thinking that, uh, wait a minute, where'd my, sorry guys, hang on, where'd my, there it is. Um, uh, I'm thinking I may go ahead and take care of another of my uh, ladies' picks here because I do not yet have a uh, women's, flyweight fighter. I do not yet have that. So, uh, I think I'm going to go with maybe a little bit of a sentimental pick here, but I'm going to go with Lauren Murphy. reason I'm going Lauren Murphy, she hasn't fought since uh, she got shut out in that title challenge. Prior to that, she was a frequent fighter. I think she fought three times in uh was it uh three times 2021 that i just saw i just 38 years old again like holly home older but i just think uh you know she likes to fight there may not be another title challenge in her future but she's always a tough out for anybody she fights she was on a real hot streak before that uh that uh title shot loss and I just think maybe she's going to want to close it out, being as active as possible. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I get back, gets back to that pronoun confusion. But uh, under the circumstances, give me Lauren Murphy. 
Okay. So now it comes back to me for two, right? Yes. Right. So I am going to finish that part off as well. I'm going to go women's flyweight. And I'm going to go with Casey O'Neill. I feel like this is a fighter the UFC has a big push behind. They're going to try and get her more fights. Um, so, yeah, that's my first pick. And then my second pick, let me see what you guys have done here. Just make sure I'm not. Uh, you guys already took care of that, so I won't waste that. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go with the following. This Bantamweight division is so tricky. I'm going to go with Rob Font. I feel like this weekend. He's fighting this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. He'll be my Bantamweight. One of those guys who's always underrated. He never seems to get the credit he deserves. He's he's, uh, he's such a... a slick operator in that weight class where there's a load of big names and maybe he isn't the biggest name in that division, but he's a tough matchup for anyone at 135. That's a solid pick. Richard, you're up next. All right. Time to uh, give a little uh, love to PFL. I still need a light heavyweight, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to take Antonio Carlos Jr., shoe face. Um, I wish he hadn't have just fought, uh, but uh, like you, Simon pointed out, uh, you know, you're guaranteed to get a couple of fights out of out of these guys, and uh, he's basically uh, undefeated in his last five fights. He did have the one no contest, but uh, he's been a winner over and over again in uh, PFL, and uh, for that reason. I will be taking Antonio Carlos Jr., especially because I need uh, to get a, a PFL pick out of the way. George. Mm. Well, I'm going to go with... Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I just need 30 seconds. Okay, I'm going to go with Ali Isaiah for my heavyweight at PFL. Where are we? What was that? That's your eighth. Was that your eighth pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Ali Isaiah, yeah? Yeah. Right, so that's the heavyweight division all wrapped up. We've uh, we've locked that up. That's the only division that I think we've finished. Interestingly, that's the first division that up. Uh, yeah, it is the first division that we've all finished. Right, let's see if we can uh, see if we can add a couple more names to this list. Middleweight division in the UFC is a tricky one. Um, it's kind of static right now. Mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya is the champion. Can't pick him. Um, so it's a case of who's who's below that who might be on a run. 
It's tricky, the division. Every time you get a contender, they seem to get a bit of momentum and then lose. I'm going to pick a Bellator middleweight who not everybody will maybe know that well, but I've seen him fight a few times, at least once in person, and he is a monster. And he has a pretty prodigious win streak right now. I think he's, since he joined Bellator, I think he's won six or seven on the spin, hasn't lost in the Bellator cage. And I think it's a matter of time before they throw him throw him in there with the, the best guys in the division. Again, perhaps there is a slight risk in the fact that I'm picking a Russian-based fighter. And he is Russian-based. He's from Fedor's team. Anatoly Tokov is an absolute monster. And he's my pick at number nine for the men's middleweight division. And uh, with the nature of the draft, I get another, I get another pick right now. And I'm going to the men's flyweight division for this one. And in the men's flyweight division, I'm torn between three really talented up and coming fighters. Uh, one of whom hasn't fought yet. One of whom has fought once. And the other one is, is ranked, but is highly rated. I'm going to go with the guys fought once. And I'm flying the flag again. I'm picking Mohamed Makayev, who is an absolute beast at 125 pounds. That man has never lost a fight, amateur or professional. Uh, 23 and 0 as an amateur. I think he's now 6 and 0 as a as a professional. Won his debut at UFC London against Cody Durden. Um, finished him flying knee and then submission in the first round. That was the first fight of the night at UFC London. There were already about 10,000 people in the arena. The roof nearly came off. Um, he is a serious, serious talent. And I think he'll rack up as many wins as the UFC gives him fights in 2022. So he's my pick at 125 pounds. Mohamed Makayev, the Punisher. Okay. Was that the second one? or uh, That's two you did, right? That's two. So I had Anatoly Tokov in the middleweight division from Bellator. He's at number nine. Back to you, George. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, this one's tough, but you know what? This is fun, man, to just do outside the box stuff. So, for my light heavyweight, hold on, hold on, hold on. let me make sure I'm thinking this through. I may be getting too cute here for a second. Yeah, you know what? I take uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Arguably should be Bellator men's light heavyweight champion right now, right? Yeah, so you know they're going to at least give me that fight coming up. And what I saw, guys, was a finish on its way. So I'm kind of forecasting, you know, that if he were to fight one time, he might make it sweet. But Even if he wins a decision, it's going to be, you're going to get that championship bonus, aren't you, for, for beating Vadim Nemkov? Assuming yeah. the fight goes the way that first fight was going. Right. And then Nemkov looks okay early, and then Anderson started to get the takedowns, and it was one-way traffic after that. So um, Nemkov had 
seems to have no idea what to do with him on the ground. So that's a really since solid we pick. Took, since we all took two old fivers already, I will tell you I came close to taking Josh Silvera. He's a backup at PFL. But because he fought on challengers, he's undefeated. I just see them – because not everyone that fights on these cards is part of their regular season. Sometimes they just give them fights. So I figured, okay, he'll probably stay busy. And I feel like he might be the number one option in case someone falls off. But I don't know. But, you know, like, since you guys already took yours, then that can't come back to bite me in the ass. But I came close to taking him. Richard. Okay. Uh, can I get a quick check on uh, men's bantamweights? If what's off the board, who's off the board? Rob Font. Yes. TJ Dillashaw, Rafi and Stotts, they're all off the board. Um, okay. You still need a Bellator guy in. You, see, you need a Bellator fighter at men's uh, bantamweight or flyweight yep. or women's bantamweight. Right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get my Bellator pick taken care of here. Um, somebody who is scheduled to fight in June. I'm even though his opponent is not announced, I'm gonna take Magomed Magomedov. So good they named him twice. That's right. Well, it's one of the reasons I picked him, Simon. You know, you want to get as many Magomeds, like the more Magomeds, the better. And he's got two. So uh yeah, that he's, a, he's brilliant. Uh, he's he, former ACB champion. Um, the only guy I saw who really gave him a proper fight was Peter Yan. He had two great fights with Peter Yan in ACB. Uh, I thought Yan won both of them, but they were, Yan got disqualified for a headbutt in the last round, or he had a point, mm -hmm. dedu no, had a point deduction for a headbutt in the last round that wasn't really a deliberate headbutt. But he's, he's an absolute monster. Raytheon Stotts beat him, and it was a real validation of Stotts as a championship contender. But Magomedov is... He's he's a very, very, very tough competitor in that bantamweight division for sure. Well, you made me feel better about picking him, so thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, welcome, uh, Magomed Squared. All right. I'm going to do my featherweight pick. I am going to go with Arnold Allen. He will be my, uh, my featherweight. And then... Women's bantamweight. It was a little tough, man. Finishing activity. Man, you guys really I'm I guess I'm gonna go head to head with George. I'm gonna go with Caitlin Vieira on the other side of his Holly Home pick. So we'll know right away. Uh that'll be kind of our first head to head, George. Hmm. So those will be my two picks. It's back on That's interesting. Is that the only head-to-head -head pick we've had so far? I think so, right? Like we've scheduled got, fights. We've got Whaley Zhang and Yuani and Jacek as well. Oh, yeah, very good. Which All is right. going to be a tasty one as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. One more time. What do I have left here? Just you have women's right. women's bantamweight, men's bantamweight. Got it. And you can and pick I'm, from anywhere you like because you yeah. you've ticked all your boxes now. Wait, you just said women's bantamweight and what? Women's bantamweight, men. Did, did I say men's bantamweight? Yeah. Oh you no, Magomed. Yeah, no, men's flyweight. My mistake. 
That's it. Men's flyweight, women's yep. bantamweight. Okay, got it, got it, got it. It's just me right. shambolically entering the wrong data in this spreadsheet. It's all good. No problem. All right. Um, let me take a look at... Uh... Oh, boy. What am I going to do in men's bantamweight? Okay, let's table that one for a second. Let's go back. Hey, Richard, to, uh, I think you need yeah. a Bellator pick, so it's going to have to be a Bellator pick. You're aware, right? No, I just took somebody in Bellator. Pick Magomed Magomedov with his last yeah. pick. Well, he's okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Women's uh, Bantamweight. Somebody took Caitlin Vieira. Somebody took Holly Holm. Somebody took Irene Aldana, right? No one's taking her. No. All right. Give me Irene Aldana. Okay. Um, so all I need is a middleweight and a lightweight, correct? Yes. Give me Give me Anthony Pettis for my lightweight. Interesting. Not Clay Collard. Well, he I feel like I just put out on a fight and not that Pettis hasn't been injury prone, but Clay Collard, man, he's got he fights these battles. He's a little scary, yeah. you know. I, I'm wondering if him and Stevens are both going to be, you know, 100 percent before the next fight. Man, they fought a war, man. They went, was... they really, really threw down. Yeah, they did. That was that was a great fight, right? I'm going to complete my complete my roster with this little this little session because I've got my 10th and 11 picks. I'll start with the men's welterweight division. And because you've already picked your welterweights, I can tell you who I've got on my list. Hamzat Chimaev is the obvious pick on this list. Like, in terms of the quality of the fighter, he's right up there. The guy I'm tempted to go with is Shavkat Rachmanov, who is at the sort of the bottom end of the UFC rankings, but he's on an absolute tear. He's going to be given fights that are going to move him up those rankings. And I think tactically that might be a good idea. And the other guy I was looking at was Magomed, Magomed Karimov, another guy with multiple Magomeds in his name. Um, he's a welterweight in the PFL. He is a former champion in the PFL. And I fancy him quite strongly to come back and potentially, if Ray Cooper doesn't win that welterweight tournament, I think Magomed Karimov will. So it's a case of who I pick. Do I go with Chimaev, who probably get to a title shot first? Rachmanov, who's got the highest, sort of the most run-up in the UFC, or Magomed Karimov who's in a tournament? I'm going to go with Magomed Karimov. I think he's he gives me he gives me the guaranteed activity that I'm looking for. Uh, we know that he will we will have completed the season by the end of the calendar year, and hopefully by the end of that calendar year, he will be holding a $1 million check, and I'll have, a, I'll have a boatload of extra points. So he's my pick at welterweight, Magomed, Magomed Karimov. And then that leaves me with women's flyweight. 
And I've got two, I've got three names on there as well. Erin Blanchfield, for the same reason that I had Rachmanov. She's on the way up. She looks super talented. I think she could be a real star. Manon Fioro from France, former IMAF medalist, really, really technical striker. Or do I go with home, the home team again and pick Meatball Molly McCann, who just always goes in there and puts on incredible fights? Sod it. I'll have Meatball Molly McCann. Let's get let's add another Brit to the team. Let's pick Meatball Molly. So that that rounds out my team. And uh, I've got my eleven and I'm I'm pretty happy with it. George, back to you. You've got men's middleweight to fill. It's like the royal family called Simon before this draft and said, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, you better represent, is what they said. All right. So all I have is a middleweight left, right? And there are no middleweights at PFL. So my little run of PFL is over. And as far as... Bellator, uh, you know, it's not their deepest division. So it, it's just more of like, honestly, it's like Yo Romero could drop the middleweight and maybe get a title shot, to be honest. And that would not shock me one bit. It's it's going to be just who's popping at the right time for Musashi to smash. Um, So I, I'm going to have to go towards the UFC. I really, really would have liked Whitaker. Mm-hmm. But he just pulled out of a fight. So give me. Hmm. I love the way George sort of takes his time over these picks as if like the the mortgage of his home is up 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 for risk on this. It might be. Do you know about George's gambling problems? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm caught between Vittori and Cannonier. I have a lot of people fighting for titles. I just don't think Cannonier is gonna get it. And plus he's a little older. So I'm almost scared like he could go Sayonara, everyone, you know, but um Give me Vittori. He just likes to fight, and I think he's going to – I know the road for him to get a second shot at Izzy because he lost once in a title fight, not twice in a title fight, but he's lost twice to the champ. So the road to get there is just you just got to eliminate everyone else. He's always picking fights, so give me Vittori. Online, so yeah. In a semi-related topic, can you give us your best Darren Till impression, George, please? Um. Let me see. Darren Till. Darren <laughs> No. That's just the way I say Darren Till. From Liverpool. That's what we named but, but he's that, that's not a Darren Till imitation. That's someone from Liverpool talking about Darren, Darren Till. I, I don't go. have one. All right. Richard? All right. Closing out my roster. This will be a men's feather or a men's. Uh, uh, um flyweight flyweight sorry yeah 125 all right i need a men's flyweight to close this out um i am going to pick brandon royval 
Uh, he's got a fight coming up, uh, I think in June, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's on a he's on a one fight streak. He'll be fighting Matt Schnell, ranked a couple spots below him, who is on a one fight skid. I like Brandon Royval because he averages fighting three times a year. Uh, we've already seen him once in uh, January, but I think we'll get at least two this one and another fight out of him, and I think he can beat uh, Matt Schnell. So I'll take Brandon Royval. All right. All right, last pick, right? Um, at this point, this might feel like overkill, but at women's straw weight, I'm going to take Angela Hill. She fights about over her. and over and over and over. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you guys left me no choice there. That's no, a good I was one, just though. Thinking, I thought about her. Yeah, I was just thinking that the two fighters who I thought would have been nailed on to be picked in this, Neil Magny and Kevin Holland, because they are just so... They're just workhorses, aren't they, for the UFC? Like, yeah. If, I remember Magny went on a run of like four fights, five fights, four fights, five fights, all the way through uh, the year. It's absolutely incredible. And Kevin Holland isn't shy of uh, taking a short notice fight and trying to get as many bouts as he can in. So I wonder whether one of us would would take the plunge with him. But What was it that Neil Magny did like three years ago? Remember it was like seven fights or something crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he, he had an incredible year one year where he just... Yeah, like I think he was, it was like every month. a couple of times... Yeah, a couple times he stepped in for somebody who was injured or something. But yeah, 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 true. Hey guys, yeah. real quick. Back in the day when we did fantasy football, if someone picked someone who had been injured, we pointed it out. And since mm-hmm. goes went last, you guys can vote. I'm his brother, so I'm out. But Angela Hill, I thought I announced she was pregnant about a month ago or three weeks <gasps> ago. Did she? That was April Fools. That was April first. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, then it's on. Yeah. Pie in my face. I think, I think she fought not long after that, actually. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm thinking right. Did you Uh, guys see Cody Stamen do the, uh, he he pretended he was married? Yeah. And he was married. Yeah. So he was holding his gal and it said, we did it, you know, tied the knot, hashtag, something like that. And I ran into him at the gym and, he said for three or four days he was getting congratulations. He even got one <laughs> wedding gift in the mail. <laughs> and then he got a lot of people that were pissed at him because, you know, why so quick? Family wasn't invited. He goes, dude, it was a nightmare. But he was laughing it off. But he said he even got a gift from an aunt like four days later. I'm going to bring him a gift next time I see him. <laughs> Just yeah. fully go, go in on it. Angela hey, Hill did not fight recently, by the way. Angela didn't fight recently. I saw her on a Cage Warriors event. She was co-commentating on a Cage Warriors event. That's that's why I saw her. But for sure, for sure, it was um, um, April Fools. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey, sorry. I have Richard. a question. I have a question. If if this is the the Brit Pack, mm-hmm. which I take to be a little bit of a play on the 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 is it the Brat Pack or the Rat Pack? Who did you kind of oh. go? Who? It was originally it was well the Brit Pack is the term that gets used anyway. Um, oh. It's been used like I think that it's it's being applied to a group of young English actors in Hollywood right now. I think like Tom Holland and people like this. 
but um but for me it was a, it was i took it from the brat pack from I'm the brat that, pack i'm of that yeah. era right the the breakfast club st elmo's fire right. and that's that's oh. where i took it from but it okay. just it just it you know i thought i thought so, it worked all right and that's, that's that's what we went with so if we were to assign roles here uh-oh. Your your brat pack, your OG brat pack is recognized as Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy. Who is who in this crew? I'm obviously Rob Lowe, so I'll let you guys finish out the rest of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ali Sheedy for a minute there, guys. Huh. I would like to... Okay. All right. I'll tell you what. Um, you assign roles, Richard. Okay. Um, I am going to give... I think Simon is going to be my Emilio Estevez. Blimey, Emilio will be very upset by that. But yeah. <laughs> I am going to take... Andrew McCarthy for myself. Um, goes. Well, why is he Emilio from... Estevez? Just can you tell us what what swayed you? I think I think Emilio like obviously like for example, if we were doing the the Rat Pack, Simon would have to be Peter Lawford because he's got a British accent. But I think that um, that's kind of as close to I as I can come to that that persona i think emilio estevez was kind of the peter lawford of the brat pack so he's also achieved one, nothing of note since like 1995 has he so i could go for a lot of these guys uh with the exception of rob Lowe. um so i'm gonna take uh i'll give you emilio estevez i'm gonna take andrew mccarthy for myself boy i don't see a rob Lowe in this group present company included um and now this is a tough one. Okay. Um, goes, I'm going to give you, you know what? I'm going to give you Molly Ringwald. I'm a girl. And well, it's, this is not, you know, gender specific. I just think that, uh, you know, Molly Ringwald is that, that girl that's got kind of an understated hotness. Like she's not the first girl you notice in the room. But once you start uh, warming up to her personality, she can really charm you. And uh, should we just leave these two to it? <laughs> and uh, Molly Ringwald. And then uh, closing out my roster, George. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Judd Nelson. Okay, guys. Um, well, I think we all kind of hit our check marks, right, Simon? You you probably were policing us. We, I, I have, I have the lists. I have the list. So very quickly, I've got Yuani and Jacek, Molly McCann, Amanda Nunes, Mohammed Makayev, Rafian Stotts, Brendan Loknane, Islam Makachev, Magomed Magomed Kerimov, Anatoly Tokov, Magomed Ankalaev. I'm collecting Magomeds and Tom Aspinall. That's my list. George, you got Zhang Wei Li, Valentina Shevchenko, Holly Holm, Brandon Moreno, T.J. Dillashaw, Chris Wade, Anthony Pettis, MVP. Marvin Vittori, Corey Anderson, and Ali Isaev. Richard has Mackenzie Dern, Lauren Murphy, Irene Aldana, Brandon Royval, Magomed Magomedov, Bryce Mitchell, Michael Chandler, Kamara Usman, Sean Strickland, 
Shoeface and Stipe Miocic. Goes has got Angela Hill, Casey O'Neill, Ketlin Vieira, Kai Kara France, Rob Font, Arnold Allen, Justin Gaethje, Ray Cooper III, Gagod Masassi, Jamal Hill, and the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. So that's the lineups. What I'll do, I'll, I'll keep those lineups um, saved. And every time one of them fights, I'll keep track of their points. And as we go through the year, we can uh, we can see how they're getting along. And by the end of the year, we'll uh, we'll see how well or otherwise we drafted um, in the uh, the early summer of 2022. Okay, thank you to everyone for for sticking with us for over 80 minutes of uh, slightly bizarre MMA chat and picking of names. But that was a lot of fun to do, and we'll follow these as we go through the season. Make sure you check out the Phone Booth Fighting Podcast with uh, Richard and Frank Mir. Of course, you're already subscribing to the MMA MMA Junkie Radio Podcast with Gorgeous George and Goes. Check out their Patreon as well. They've got more goodies on there. And uh, if you've seen this and somehow you're not subscribing to the Brit Pack, please do jump on thebritpackmma.com, sign up to the Substack there, and you will get every audio show, every video show that we do pinged straight to your inbox. We're dropping some news on there as well. Uh, as we go through the week. But yeah, thank you to everyone for checking this out and we'll speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.